This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 22nd of February. In your Squiz today, Putin's nuclear threat, Albanese discusses defence, a deadly school accident inquest is on hold, and it pays to not be smart. This is your Squiz today. Regular squizzers will know that on Monday we foreshadowed quite a bit of activity on the Ukraine news front, with the first anniversary of Russia's invasion coming up on Friday. And overnight, Russian President Vladimir Putin has delivered a big speech to the nation, Claire. He says the country is suspending its participation in its last remaining nuclear agreement with America. He said the two countries' relations have degraded and that's America's fault. Yeah, so just to explain a bit of the background about this, uh, you're talking about the New START Nuclear Non-Proliferation Agreement. Uh, It places what they say is verifiable limits on the number of intercontinental ballistic missiles and nuclear warheads held by each country. Uh, The thing to know about them is that they're the big nuclear weapons. Uh, Under the treaty, both countries are permitted to expect each other's weapons sites Uh, and there are limits on nuclear testing. Uh, But what Putin says is that he's going to abandon those, uh, suspend his participation in that agreement, uh, but Russia won't move first to start testing weapons or things like that. Uh, But when it comes to New Start, all hasn't been well for a while. Uh, Quite recently, the United States accused Russia of refusing to allow inspections of the weapons on its territory. And And it's not the first time since Russia launched its war on Ukraine that Putin has talked up the increasing threat of nuclear war. That's why analysts say it's a dangerous move because it's impossible to predict how Putin will behave in future. Yeah, that's right. And we got to know a little bit more about what is in his mind from his speech. Uh, And it's pretty much the same stuff as when he started the war. Uh, He continues to frame the invasion of Ukraine as something that Russia had to do because the West wanted, uh, and this is the quote, to end us once and for all. Uh, And he continues to paint Ukraine as being run by a neo-Nazi regime. Uh, What he didn't talk about were the troubles that Russia has had in carrying out what they call its special military operation. Uh, That, of course, includes heavy troop losses and strategic Strategic blunders. And this morning, US President Joe Biden has responded with a speech in Poland. He said the war was never necessary, but it is a tragedy. He accused Russia of crimes against humanity and targeting civilians with death. Claire, as we said, the anniversary of this war is on Friday, so I suspect we're not done with this subject yet this week. Claire, we talked about this yesterday when there weren't a lot of details available. Authorities in Papua New Guinea have said a bit more now, though. The Aussie professor and three local researchers who have been taken hostage are being moved between locations as their captors demand a ransom. 
Yeah, local police say that negotiations are underway with the criminals, but there's still been no word from Australian authorities or the Department of Foreign Affairs. Uh, The Aussie professor who hasn't been named in media reports for security reasons, uh, we now know that he's a Kiwi citizen, uh, but a permanent resident of Australia and that he works at an Australian university. Uh, Reports say that he's been in contact with local missionaries. Uh, They're working as intermediaries between between authorities and the captors. And local police say it's likely that the criminals stumbled across the group by chance while they were carrying out a research project in the remote Highlands region. Police Chief David Manning said they're opportunists that have obviously not thought this situation through before they acted and have been asking for cash to be paid. PM Anthony Albanese is set to discuss national security issues when he speaks at the National Press Club today, Claire. Reports say he'll make a case for participation in our new agreement with the US and UK. That's known as AUKUS. Yep, tis the season to talk about national security (laughs) issues, it seems. Uh, What Anthony Albanese is also expected uh, to do is to give us a bit of a preview of that defence strategic review that was handed to the government last week. We talked about that in the podcast. Uh, It's said to position AUKUS uh, as crucial to our future security. Uh, This is the quote that's been attributed to Albanese that's expected to be in his speech today. Uh, He'll say that it's the single biggest leap in our defence capability in our history, Uh, yet AUKUS is about much more than nuclear submarines or even technological interoperability. He says that AUKUS is about our future. Adding to that, last night was a speech from Mike Burgess, who's the boss of ACO. That's the Australian Security Intelligence Organisation. He said there was a distinct uptick in foreign spies targeting the Australian defence industry since the announcement of AUKUS, and it's something they're keeping an eye on. This was before my time at the Squiz, but I remember you and Kate talking about the terribly sad accident at a Tasmanian primary school in late 2021. That was when a jumping castle was whipped into the air, killing six young students. Investigations into the accident are ongoing, but yesterday the coronial inquest was put on indefinite hold, Claire. It was at Hillcrest Primary School's uh, end-of-year celebrations when a wind gust lifted up a jumping castle. It also lifted several Zorb balls. They're those big transparent balls that people can get inside and roll around in. Uh, They were lifted into the air. Uh, Six children died, as you say. Three students were also left with serious injuries. Uh, What's happened is that WorkSafe Tasmania, which is the regulator in charge of workplace safety, Uh, is said to be considering laying criminal charge after concluding its first investigation, Uh, but it's undertaking a second investigation and because of that it won't hand over its findings to the coroner. Yeah, the coroner says WorkSafe Tasmania is worried that it could prejudice its ongoing investigation. But that's not where it ends. Lawyers for the coroner and victims' families are heading to the state's Supreme Court in April to appeal for the document's urgent release. 
message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. A new Swedish study is out, Claire, and it's confirmed what many have long suspected. Apparently, the highest earning employees are not necessarily the smartest. And this has all come about thanks to a big trove of IQ data that was collected when Swedish men aged over 18 years were required to do mandatory military service in Sweden. Uh, That was in place up to 2010. Uh, Researchers then chased up 60,000 of those men to see what they'd earned over the ensuing 11 years. Uh, And what they found is that at the lower income level, there was a link between smarts and earnings. Uh, But they found that as the men went up the income scales, uh, intelligence really plateaued. So the key takeaway is that significant success at work is more likely driven by family resources or luck than by ability. I know there's a saying that the harder I work, the luckier I get. So maybe that's got something to do with it. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe a good family contact. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) We've talked a lot about the weather in recent times, but trust me when I say this weather event is truly rare. Residents of the small outback Northern Territory town of Lajamanu have experienced fish falling from the sky. And it's a community that's nowhere near the coast. It's on the edge <laughs> of the Tanami Desert. And they were stunned when these small living fish began falling out of the sky during a storm on the weekend. Uh, experts say that tornadoes whipped the fish out of local rivers and then dumped them on the town from above. And apparently it's not the first time this has happened. There's also been similar incidents reported in 2010, 2004 and in the 70s makes me feel grateful for regular rain, to be honest. Yeah, just normal rain sounds pretty good compared to that. Squeeze the day, Claire. I think we've covered what we're watching for. That's the PM's press club address. It's on at 12.30pm today and it'll be televised on the ABC. Is there anything else? No, nothing from me. That's good enough today. (laughs) That's it from us today. Have a great day and we'll be back with you again tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Shein, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50 and that that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. <laughs> and so when you're talking about a dress yeah. that's sort of an equivalent price – People equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, You don't need to wear it again. 
To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.